powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Welcome to the show that 9 out of 10 doctors would recommend if they listened. This is better than before. I'm Tony Richards along with chief producer Bill Foster. Hello. On the show today, we're going to have Phyllis Nunn. She's a friend of mine in Kentucky who is a specialist and expert in therapeutic relaxation. And she's going to teach us about meditation today. We'll have a super inspirational quote for you. And the world is getting tickier. That's all on the show uh, today, I want to remind you that my book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, is available on Audible. So if you like to consume your books by listening instead of reading, Audible is the way to go. And my book, The Big Idea, has 52 leadership lessons. In other words, you could do this for a whole year. And uh, I give you a big idea every single week to improve your high-performance game that's on Audible, The Big Idea by Tony Richards. Go and check that out. Okay, The Black-Legged Tick. Now, I'm concerned about this, Bill, because as you know, we are dog owners. Uh, my wife and I, Anne Marie, we got Oreo and Davy, And so we religiously apply the anti-tick stuff uh, to the dogs, and especially when you're out with them. Um, and believe it or not, Columbia has a lot of trails, and those trails have a lot of tree covering. And believe it or not, a, a big way that ticks get on you is falling out of trees. I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, we want to make sure and have the prevention all in place because um, the dogs, trees, trees, you know, and, and dogs, trees, and ticks, that's a bad combination. <laughs> so, But anyway, uh, and of course, ticks carry diseases. And this is becoming a bigger health concern around the United States and even Congress. You know, Congress, they're going to get involved with stuff like this. Right. And in 2017, so two years ago, there were a record 59,349 cases of tick-borne disease in the U.S. alone. And so that got on Congress's list, and they decided here a few weeks ago that they're going to start investigating the source of this tick infestation. It, aren't you feeling good about your government when you know? They are tackling the big problems. They're, they're getting after it. They're getting after it. The other day, they spent a whole day whether or not to invalidate a tweet, right? So, I mean, they are on it. Yes. Yeah, so you got ultimate confidence in our people that we've designated to run the country for us and make no mistake they work for us and so i'm so happy to have an employee that's investigating this tick situation so much so that i want to bring it to all of our listeners attention so you can do something about it because chances are it isn't gonna nothing's gonna get done about it you know uh, lots of paper and uh, reports uh, lots of discussion on cnbc and cnn and uh, the other television channels um, the Department of Defense uh, has been experimenting with weaponizing ticks 
with Lyme disease and released these uh, ticks between 1950 and 1975. So they are trying to figure out if they could use ticks for a weapon. Uh, so for, so for uh, what is it, 25 years, they released some of these uh, ticks that they had put Lyme disease in to see if they could use them uh, in warfare. And there's evidence that the Lyme disease-causing bacterium, which I cannot pronounce, but it, I'll give it a shot, Borrelia burgdorferi, has been in North America for 60,000 years. And Rick Ostfeld, who studies ticks for a living at the Cary Institute of Ecosystem Studies, says that ticks were a bad idea for a weapon to, from the get-go. He said they, they make a lame bioweapon, and it, they, it, this was a crazy idea. It should never have been done. But among the reasons that it's a bad idea is that Lyme disease is not communicable, so it can't be passed around ticks themselves don't move much in their whole lives and each generation of tick has to bite the right infected host to maintain and keep the infection going but climate change reforestation in the northeast uh, development that drives out predators of mice that harbor the disease and a boom in deer population that are hosts to ticks are all thought to be creating opportunities for ticks to expand their range and spread disease so deer are the most likely culprit for helping these teas, uh, ticks migrate. Um, the world is getting tickier, says this tick expert. That's especially true for the United States. So it's the summertime. Everybody's outside uh, to the best that they can. I mean, we've had this heat wave, but everybody's outside. Kids are outside. There's a lot of actor activities. Just make sure to check yourself, check your kids, check your pets, and let's watch out for ticks because there's more of them than there's ever been. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. Join us for the Subaru A Lot to Love event going on now. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. Phyllis Nunn's on the line from Kentucky. She's going to teach us about meditation next. The 2019 Subaru Legacy. It comes with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive plus 34 miles per gallon. And Subaru is the most trusted brand for four years running, according to Kelly Blue Book. The 2019 Subaru Legacy. It's not just a sedan, it's a Subaru. Join us for the Subaru A Lot To Love event, going on now. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your locally owned dealer. Are you working twice as hard, but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com.
Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, and we're very honored to have a special guest today that's going to teach us some meditation techniques. It's Phyllis Nunn, who's a specialist in therapeutic relaxation. She's a business consultant, strategic administrator, and energy massage therapist. She's got over 25 years experience and integrity in multiple public service disciplines. She's coached hundreds of clients in somatic awareness designed to address physical and mental patterns from within versus conscious thought. And she's currently developing somatic meditation protocols rooted in somatic inquiry to help clients identify and repattern the automatic stress response to external cues. She's been an executive in a vice president's role as well as an entrepreneurial coach. And now she's the sole proprietor of Serene Valley Massage. And I'm so glad that I met Phyllis. Uh, she's in Paducah, Kentucky. And Anne Marie and I spend a lot of time down there because I have family there. And uh, we like to go to Kentucky Lake, where we have a place uh, that's kind of our uh, little retreat that we like to go to several times a year. And when we're down there, we have to get an appointment with Phyllis. And so uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Plus, Phyllis is going to share some great techniques with us today about personal healing and meditation. Phyllis, first of all, thanks so much for doing this today. Thank you, Tony, for inviting me. I'm so honored. Well, it surely was a God thing because Anne-Marie found you, and I, I guess it would have been uh, easier if I would have just asked some of my family members who are clients of yours, but I, I didn't know, and, and I didn't know about you, but I do now, and I, I wanted to do this today because I wanted to share your skills, talent, and giftings with our audience because I think you're going to have a lot of things to offer them. Um, so I work with a lot of executives and from time to time we've talked about meditation as a technique to relieve stress and things like that. And, and you're here today to teach us about that. Now you're an expert in somatic meditation. So can you tell our audience a little bit more about what that is? Yes, somatic in terms of being soma. Soma means the body. So by addressing meditation from the body's awareness first versus verbally trying to change an action or a pattern, the body is what is really attuned to the central nervous system and the parasympathetic system. So if we're in a state of constant fight or flight and we're unable to delve over into the parasympathetic system, which is the calming effect of the body. Sometimes, oftentimes, in the, where the heat of a stress response, there's no way that we can say, all right, I'm calm, I'm this, I'm that. And the body has not adjusted. It just becomes empty words, like a clanging gong. And after a while, nobody hears it. And your body, your sensory awareness, it doesn't hear it either. So by entering the body, and the only way that we can enter the body through the soma for relaxation is through breathing. And when I say breathing, I don't want to say take a deep breath because that's all relative. If one person's deep breath is different from another, which it is, because everybody breathes from a different place in their body but I'll show you an exercise to force you to bring in air without saying breathing 
and then to release, it sets the vagal tone, which is an internal biological process. So I've had clients where they were in a high stress state uh, where the pressure was really intense and it just seemed like they were constantly out of breath. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yes, it is. And you can be out of breath because you don't know how to breathe. Your Mm. body doesn't know how to breathe. It doesn't start with words. It starts with awareness of the body and paying attention versus intention. Well, I was just going to say, so when you're talking about the body breathing, are you talking about more than just through our nose or? Yeah, well, yes, because people do breathe through their nose. They will inhale through their nose and exhale through their mouth. Some inhale through the nostrils and exhale through the nostrils. And some who are stopped up in their sinuses can only inhale and exhale through the mouth. That's why when you say breathe, a lot of people will say, hi, how? Because you take for granted your breathing because that's a part of your autonomic system. Mm. You're going to automatically breathe. You're going to get it in there one of a few ways, just a couple of ways. But you're going to automatically do it. Just like how the heart beats, that's part of the vagal tone. But when you can decrease it by breathing... You can change your heart rate from maybe 70 beats per minute down to 60. It depends on how you address the body and how you're aware and your sense, your sensory organs are aware. It's all about grounding your body. You know, as I think about it, as you're talking there, I know people who are very picky about the type of water they drink. Uh, which is also an essential element we have to have, but they probably aren't even thinking about the quality of the breath they're taking in. No, because it's automatic, it's a part of our autonomic system. And it's easy just to keep doing things the way we've always done them, right? Right, because that's part of your left brain, talking to your left brain and receiving it, but some people don't. That's why if you talk to some folks, they'll tell you, Meditation didn't work for me because they didn't engage the breath. They just, they just said a few words, affirmations. When you first asked me to, um, to do this podcast, I was researching the traditional forms of meditation that I've had, and I delved into some of the Buddha practices and the tantra of the breath. But I also study with intelligent movement professionals and I take a class weekly, we're discovering how to breathe and incorporating that into the physicality of our bodies. And it's all about grounding. Well, all I know is when I get finished with you after a session, I feel great. I'm glad you do because I make you breathe. And I wanted to do some exercises with some of your folks today. And it like like to ask me questions later it's it's fine i'd love it i love sharing and it's a part of my research as well you bet and at the end of our talk today i'm going to ask you if you'd like uh, to give people um, contact info for you or however you'd like for them to contact you uh, if they have uh, questions or more information or whatever so what's our first thing we're going to do well are is everyone sitting down or is it can they hear me or is it just you? Well, it, right now in the studio, it's me and producer Bill. 
and we don't know what people will be doing. And of course, we probably should tell them not to be doing these things if they're driving. Right? Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, so, of course. I mean, we just have to tell everybody everything. Don't do this when you're driving. So if you, you know, want to put a pause on the podcast right now and wait until you pull off the road or uh, at a place where you can be sitting down and relaxed uh, to do these exercises, uh, that would probably be optimal. So you go ahead, Phyllis, and uh, then the responsibility now has been transferred to them. All righty then. Well, great. What I want you to do is just sit in a comfortable chair. And um, I just want you to sit. You don't have to do anything. I want you to know that you're in a safe place, that everything is fine. And just to look at your surroundings and how you actually exist in your surroundings. Why are you here? And what do you plan to do in this space? Is it a place where you can go to just calm yourself? Is it a place where you can go to meditate? And how does your body relate to this space? Is it yours? Is it rented? Are you leasing it? Now, I want you to just think about where you are in your seat and your feet. Are your feet flat on the floor? And when you think about your feet, how do they feel? How do your arches feel? Are they relaxed? Are your toes expanding? And you feel your ankles. Does it feel warbly? Does it feel straight? What is your purpose for sitting this way? And do you normally sit this way? I want you to touch your calves. Did you ever think about how your calves connect to your ankles? And you can just rub them because it's all right. And your knees, are they relaxed? Do you feel that your knees are connected? Your thighs, your inner thighs. Are your hands, are your hands still on your knees? Do you feel that your legs are dropping as they relax? And they drop. And your hands, where are your hands right now? Are they still on your knees? They don't have to be. Just let them swing. Because they may feel more comfortable that way. I want you to think about your hips. How are you seated in your chair? 
you find yourself swinging? Are your hips moving? And are your hands still on, on your knees? Do they want to move? Now your stomach. Take your hands, place them on your stomach. I want you to expand your stomach muscles. And as you inhale, expand your stomach and just blow it out. Try to inhale very deeply, like you're pushing your stomach into your spine and just hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Let's do that again, let's expand. Our stomach muscles, just distend it, push it out where that diaphragm is contracting and pushing out your stomach muscles. Now push it in. Let it touch your spinal cord. Push it, push it in, pull it in, pull it in, pull it in. Did you feel your hips? Were your hips engaged? Are your arms still feeling lighter? What about your elbows? And your arms? How are you breathing? Is it inhaling through your mouth? Are you inhaling through your nostrils? How long are you holding the breath? I know for me, my arms feel a little weak. And I'm letting them just hang. Because I can and because it wants to, my arms want to hang and just be. Not about anybody else except me and myself. How does my lower back feel? We're intentionally bringing on awareness and attention to our body. My back wants to move, and if it does, it's okay. Just let it. What about our shoulders? Are they dropping? They feel like moving forward. And what about our neck? And the whole time, expanding our stomachs, taking in that air the best way we can, and then just contracting and pushing it down, and just holding it, and pulling in our stomach, 
towards our spinal cord, pulling it in, pulling it in, pulling it in. Pushing it out. I want you to concentrate on your neck. What is our neck doing? My neck wants to swing. Yours may just want to hang forward. But as I allow my body to unwind and the tension I feel is the left side, left lateral side of my neck. Yours could be different. Could be in your feet, could be in your knees. It could be in your hips. And now I'm centered. Where are you right now? We're still in the body. Still in the safe place. And our mind is connecting with the body in a different kind of way because we're aware of the body and what it wants to do. Not what we want to do right now, just what the body wants to do to calm ourselves and know there's no wrong or right way to do it because we're strong. We're capable of governing ourselves because we know who we are and our purpose. And as we come to ourselves, and if your eyes were closed, you can open your eyes and know that all is right with the world because we have another day. We have another day to be all we can be to help others be all they can be because we know who we are. You have a choice. This is how you anchor and control your life's breath. Just fantastic. Now, let me ask you something. One, in that technique, you started from the feet and worked up the body to the head. Is that the way that technique would be done every time? I would prefer it be done this way, but for your executives, um, if they even have a few moments to center themselves as they're standing, because you are always in control of your body, you can just take maybe five minutes to breathe, force your, intentionally force yourself to breathe, starting with your hands and your diaphragm. And not just saying, I'm going to breathe. Tell your body 
to intentionally expand. See the change in the phrasing. The body will address its physicality and how the physique actually performs and expands versus repeating empty words that you wonder why you can't remember. Because if your body hasn't actually embraced it, and also we're talking about the sensory organs and your cognition, the body will pattern itself to your thoughts. And when your, your thoughts manifest in the body, the subconscious automatically patterns those actions and your bodily movements to that. You get conditioned to it. It's just what I always do. Well, how do you undo subconsciously? You have to do it subconsciously. Do most people do most people have some kind of low to mid level pain that they're they're going to feel or or experience during that particular technique? Yes. Everyone that I practice this form of meditation, like for me, I knew I had tightness in my neck. That was my that was the barrier. That was a contraction. And I had to release it. But I focus my intention on my neck and let my neck unwind and go where it wanted to go. Not where I wanted to go. It's where my neck wanted to go. Right now, my neck feels a lot better. Uh, yesterday, it could be with your feet. Yesterday with another associate, I did this with her. And she found the neck, the pain in the back of her ear because she was having um, TMJ problems. She thought it was gone, but she found more pain. So even with when you think about your feet being grounded and you're actually focusing your awareness and intention to that area, you might find that my arch hurts. My left arch is dropping. My right arch is raised. My big toe is throbbing. But if you don't think about the body in terms of a piece of beautiful equipment that was uniquely crafted by our creator, there's no way you're going to get in tune with it because you never thought about it. You just take it for granted. And most people who come to me, they say, I didn't know that hurt until you found it. So in our busy, mobile, on-the-go society, we're just going from thing to thing. And we're just going faster and faster all the time. And it may occur to us that, oh, my big toe hurts a little. Oh, well, I'll, it'll, it'll stop. And we'll just keep going. And it doesn't stop, right, until we do something like this. Right, until you bring awareness. And, and I would practice this every day. And a good time to practice it is when you get up in the morning and add it to your list of things to do. Because we only have 1,440 minutes in a day to do what we need to do to accomplish a task, to delegate work, surround yourself with people who know your mission and your agenda. And also, it's very important to surround yourself with like-minded individuals who share your passion for your mission, your corporate goals, your, uh, your work ethic, how you work, and your morals. Because you don't want to live in a state of fright, of panic, fight or flight every day, because it will affect 
your body calming down because it will automatically stay in that mode of operation because you can compare the body to a system of operation in a corporation. If there is a, a plug anywhere, you're going to go to root cause. You've got to change that cog. If the widgets are not being produced the same way, succinctly, on an assembly line, day in, day out, and then so all of a sudden there's a bottleneck, you've got to go to that bottleneck to clear it so everything is running according to the plan. So let me ask. Let me ask you a question. So which would be more effective as soon as I hop out of bed in the morning or right before I go to bed at night? I would do it in the morning because you know what you have to face. You know what you're facing. It's, so you need to be aware of your body so you can handle the challenges to come. Well, I, th I think superior high performers have a programmed morning routine that they do every single day. And it's some kind of exercise. It's some kind of reading. Uh, it's some kind of uh, thing like this, a centering technique or meditation of some sort. I think your morning routine is probably the most important key to being a consistent high performer because it sets the mechanism for the whole day, right? Yes, it does. Yes, it, it, it's definitely. That's why I think morning is the best. It will set the tone. It will get you grounded. It will help you identify mentally. We're talking then to the conscious mind. We work on the subconscious first. Then we that allows the conscious mind to delegate and figure out what it is we need to do during that day and assign activities and tasks action steps to our day and keep that notebook nearby. It might be uh, a pad on your phone or your iPad. It can be any of those things. Just make sure you're keeping notes of your life because if you don't track it, it will track itself and create an, another life for itself that you can't control. And you don't want to get it too far out of alignment with your agenda, with your, with your, uh, mission and your task at hand, but you have to consider, and I'll, and I'll leave you with this. I'm, I know I'm out of time. Well, think about the runner and who has had a heart attack and people say he was in the greatest of health. He ran every day. He ate well. And I just don't understand. And they're in their thirties or forties. But the one thing they did not pay attention to were the sensory cues in their body telling them something's wrong. They didn't take time out to listen to their body yelling, I'm in trouble, please balance me, something's wrong with me. Nothing happens overnight. A heart attack doesn't happen overnight. Just like with a vagal tone, which is an internal biological process that affects the 10th nerve in your brain, which is the, the vagus nerve. That's a, one of the cranial nerves. And I work on those 12 nerves with cranial sacral therapy in the cranial sacral system. It's very important to reduce because that works, works directly with the parasympathetic system. If your pace, your heartbeat is going at 70 beats a minute, maybe more, 
We're talking about stroke. We're talking about heart attack. We're talking about a lot of medical conditions and disorders that could have been prevented if we just listened to our bodies. So let me ask you one more question about the technique, and then I've got some rapid-fire questions I want to ask you real quick as we wrap up here. But do you ever encounter, and I think the answer to this is going to be yes, but I'm interested in your thoughts. you ever encounter something pretty stubborn, like you locate the pain, you locate the stiffness, you locate the source of the body misfunction, and you are trying to get it to heal itself and you're trying to talk to it, but it's just being stubborn. It's just, it's resisting you. What, what do you do at that point? Then I, in cranial sacral, we actually give intention to that area. And I do that by using my energy to tune in with your energy to find out the direction of the blockages. And mm -hmm. oftentimes it is once again, in the conscious mind, because sometimes we're stubborn. If we're aware of the pain and we know the pain, not that we like the pain, but we're comfortable with the pain. So how, if we're expected to change, what would I expect to find on the other side of the pain? More pain, less pain? Well, I can deal with this right now. And when you deal with it, when one spot, in terms of bios integrity, which is bio, body once again, the, it may appear in one place, but show up in another. That's why I like to do a total body. But if by addressing it and talking to it and allowing the body to become aware of it, we address it differently from than just going right in. Because even when I work on the hips, I work on the feet and vice versa. I may have to clear the hips before I can clear the feet. Right. That's something you had to do with me. Yeah. Um, and boy, when that hip locked in to where it was supposed to be, uh, it, boy, it was wonderful. I, I, and you were going through the little pain, uh, this, that, and the other, what do you want on there? Suddenly my whole mind was thinking no pain. <laughs> <laughs> I want no pain. Well, listen, Phyllis, I got some quick rapid fire questions to ask you that we ask every guest that comes on the show. Are you ready? Okay. What's the best memory in your life that comes to mind to you? Oh, my Christmas is with my mother and father. Wow, that's the best one I think of. And then sharing Christmases with my son. We have a ritual where I give him a gift six days before leading up to, and then the big surprise, but it's usually uh, gifts from the heart. Who's the number one hero in your life? My son. What's his name? His name is Joshua. Oh, good. Wonderful. Which means God with us. Yes. Uh, what's the top value you subscribe to? Integrity and honesty and uh, keeping my word. What's your favorite thing in the whole world? Singing. <laughs> I love to sing. Like to sing? Yes, what do you I like to sing? Uh, I love some... Contemporary gospel, but I love gospel jazz. Oh, me too. I love jazz. I know you're a jazz fan, so am I. Um, what's your favorite food? I have no favorite food. <laughs> no, none. You like a lot of it, huh? I love, like a lot of vegetables and seafood, so not a, a favorite. 
Um, by the way, uh, I know you recommended that I start with the chicory, and I wanted to tell you that producer Bill here that runs the show and produces the show for me, he, he takes it in a vitamin pill form, and it's doing great things for him. Wonderful. Yep. Good going, Bill. What's the most beautiful place you've ever been to? Hawaii, on the cliffs of Hawaii, the big island. If you could describe success in one word, what would that word be? Gratitude. How do you want to be remembered? Sincerely, try to do our best for others. If you could go back and talk to a younger Phyllis, what advice would you have for them? Take the scholarship to Long Beach State University. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. What's your favorite sound? The ocean waves. Oh, me too. What's the best lesson you've learned? Not to second guess yourself. We've been visiting with Phyllis Nunn, who's a very special person. She's a specialist in therapeutic relaxation. She uh, does massage and all these wonderful things. We just explored one wonderful thing she does. She has uh, incredible, incredible energy and wonderful, powerful hands, and she's just been a godsend to me. Now, Phyllis, uh, if somebody wants to ask you more questions or uh, talk to you, what's the best way for them to find out more about you or maybe contact you? Well, they can call me, and the, uh, my number is 270-519-3514. They can go to my website at serenevalleymassage.com or Look me up on Facebook. I'm under Phyllis Nunn, LMT, which is licensed massage therapist. And I'm also on Facebook under Serene Valley Massage. Phyllis might be one of the few people that put more things out than I do. I mean, she, she's got videos and client testimonials. And uh, look for Anne-Marie on there, too. Anne-Marie did a testimonial for you, I think. Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. She's so beautiful. I love her so much. That's wonderful. So, well, Phyllis, listen, thanks again for doing this. If you'd come on from time to time, I'd, I'd like to bring you on every now and then and have you talk to our audience about other things they can do. Uh, that would make their life richer and uh, more awesome. How would that be? That would be great. Thank you so much, Tony. I, I look forward to the next one. Okay. Phyllis Nunn's been our guest. I'll have more for you coming up next on Better Than Before. The 2019 Subaru Legacy. It comes with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus 34 miles per gallon. And Subaru is the most trusted brand for four years running, according to Kelly Blue Book. The 2019 Subaru Legacy. It's not just a sedan, it's a Subaru. Join us for the Subaru A Lot To Love event, going on now. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your locally owned dealer. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com.
Wow, what a great interview today with Phyllis Nunn. And I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that segment over and over and over until you can do that meditation exercise that Phyllis shared with us today because that's that was just phenomenal. I think you're going to see results from that more and more as you discipline yourself to do it. And like I said, go back and listen to it again until you're able to just do it on your own and do your own meditation. And uh, again, just phenomenal. So glad that Phyllis joined us today. All right, I want to leave you with an inspirational quote to finish out your week this week. And I love this one. This one comes from Andy Law. And he said, unless you're prepared to give up something valuable, you'll never be able to truly change it all because you'll forever be in control of things you can't give up. That's a little bit of a mind twister, but I love it. You know, one we, you just keep thinking about that and it'll, it'll come to you. That's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. Join us for the Subaru A Lot to Love event going on now. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. Thanks a lot for joining us. Please follow us on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and at Clear Vision DEV. On behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and our chief producer, William Foster, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you, no matter how many times you press the home button, you're still going to be where you are. And everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards a business leaders podcast powered by clear vision development group for more resources from tony visit clearvisiondevelopment.com join us next time for another episode of better than before with tony richards This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.